Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Lord, to show us the way. That as we follow him, Lord, that we see that faithfulness is something that doesn't wax or wane. But Lord, that is something that you give to us. As we dig deep into your word this day, we would ask that you break it small, fit for our consumption. In your name we pray this. Amen. I've shared before that my very first car was a 1974 Volkswagen Beetle. And I loved this car. It was perfect for a lot of reasons. It was a really, really cool ride, but my folks liked it because they knew that there was only a certain, well, they thought, a certain number of people that we could pack into this thing. And it also meant that going places, you only took what you really needed. There wasn't enough room in the trunk as you would open the hood of the car to pack a big suitcase. There wasn't enough room to throw anything more than what you truly needed. And most of the time, in that case, it consisted of jumper cables. And when you would go someplace, you were dependent. You were reliant upon someone else so that if something happened... Or as it frequently did, the battery would die. That then you would have everything you needed. You see, the way that we live our lives, we try and take as much as we can for the things that we think we will need. And what we need for a journey is almost always less Than what we pack. You run through that list. I know I need this many pairs of sh- shoes, this many shirts, and you just you work down the list and you begin to look at it. And what do I really need? Do I really need ten different sets of clothes for a three-day trip? In our reading today, it says that Jesus is on his way heading towards Jerusalem, teaching and journeying. And someone asked him, Lord, are those who are being saved few? Are the folks that we will see someday in heaven few does the number of people that say they believe in you actually reflect the number of people that we will see in heaven someday worshiping you
You see, being Christian is trendy. When it meets the needs of whatever the situation is, We will wear that badge when it means that it gives us some kind of supernatural authority in whatever the situation or context might allow for. And it typically lends such that when we speak to issues of morality or politics or whatever the issue might be, then we like to maybe sprinkle in a Bible verse to go with it. And while it's important to stand up for what we believe in, what we are called to in faith is so much more than allowing it to be just something on that list of things beside our name. Lord, will those who are being saved be few? And he said to them, struggle to enter through the narrow door. Because many, I say to you, I tell you, will seek to enter in and they will not be able. So we asked the kids, what would you pack? Well, it depends on where you're going. Will it be warm? Will it be cold? Will I need a coat? Do I need my swimsuit? We pack to be prepared for the unknown. And then we worry about what we might leave behind. So baptism becomes some kind of fire insurance. We check that box. We make sure that our kids, our grandkids, our friends, our neighbors, that they're baptized. But then when they start to drift away from the fellowship of the body of Christ... then where are we? You see, striving to enter through the narrow door means that a wide load won't fit. We don't come and check the box and then go off out into the world to return with every bit of belonging and baggage that we could possibly carry. Instead, we get this glimpse of heavenly hospitality where he says they will come from the north and the south, the east and the west to recline at table in the kingdom of God. But see, for most of us, and I would say not all, The earthly attachments aren't the things that bind us. It's the things that we carry in the baggage of our minds and upon our shoulders with guilt, with shame, with resentment. With grief. 
with goals unaccomplished. And we come before God and we say, Lord, I would love for you to come back when I'm ready. We say, come, Lord Jesus, and come quickly, but wait until I do a few other things first. But Jesus provides everything that we need. When the master has risen and shut the door, you begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying, Lord, open to us. And then he will answer you and say, I do not know you or where you come from. But Lord, we we ate together. We drank together. I was there when you were teaching in the streets. I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. See, we get this beautiful picture in the Gospel of Luke where he sends out his disciples. And he doesn't say, pack your bags for everything you think you're going to need and then some. Instead, he says, you're not taking any of it. If you have two tunics, you're only going to take one. You can take your staff, you can take your sandals, but you're not going to take a money bag because you won't need it. And as they go out and they proclaim the word of God and as they heal people in Jesus' name and as they see the power of his name as they exercise demons, they come back and they marvel. Lord, we had everything we needed. And you can imagine Jesus going, Duh! I told you! But instead he keeps teaching. See, this is what we do in worship. And when we begin by saying it is a privilege and an honor to gather in the fellowship of saints and that we are glad that you are here with us, we mean it. Because this is where we get to come together and take all of that baggage that we bring to the door because we know it's not making it through. And we lay all those worries. All that guilt, all that shame, all of that stuff that keeps us from crossing through the threshold into the kingdom of God, the things that bind us to brokenness on this side of eternity. And we come and we lay it right there at the foot of the cross. But 
But you say, when I walk out, I know that I might feel good, but it's still going to be an issue when I get home. I still got to go to work on Monday. There's still an empty seat at my table. And guess what? That's because you're not supposed to stray very far. You're supposed to come back. Because as much as you need this, we need you. So that when we recline at table and we get a taste of this heavenly hospitality and we have a true understanding and tangible presence as Jesus provides everything that we need. So that God always gets the glory now and forevermore. Amen.